Yo, what's up? Jonathan Fox here for the It's John Fox Show. It is June 29th, and we officially missed episode 30. So this is episode 30. So if you're a first-time listener, we did not have an episode last week. I've got a newborn at home. Things were a little crazy. Some things took precedent. We didn't get to create uh, the podcast last week or shoot the record, record the podcast last week. And so here we are. Here we are. I don't remember the rest of that 80s band song, but if you do, good for you. Uh, so if again, if you're a first-time listener, my name is Jonathan Fox. We're going to get into a bunch of good stuff here in just a little bit. Um, everything from an amazing campaign video uh, from Richard Painter to uh, some interesting things I came across um, as I'm up in the early bits of the morning. Uh, if I'm not... Uh, Perusing, perusing uh, Facebook, or you know, trying to read scripture or something, trying to, something to occupy my time so I don't fall asleep while feeding my child. Uh, I have found some interesting things, so I'll let you know a little bit about that. I've got some tunage for you. I've got some people to follow, and we'll tell you a little bit about what's trending, and of course, our big thought. One thing I did want to let you know is that if you are listening, at least I know this to be true, on the podcast app on iPhone. So if you open your podcast app, if you're subscribed to the show, when you begin to play an episode, down at the bottom left-hand side of the screen, there is a one times button. Uh, You could go to one and a half, two, and then you can go to a half. Do me a solid if you are listening to the podcast on the podcast app. I don't know if you can do this on an Android device. I'm sure you can. But slow down the speed to half speed, and I literally sound like I'm drunk. It is the funniest thing. You can do it on any podcast, and it's the faster the person talks, the funnier it is. So I'm just going to say some things really quick, and it's gonna if you'll slow it down to half speed, I promise you, you'll get a kick out of it. But uh, we're going to talk a lot about on the podcast today. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I'm just saying all this stuff so that you can literally listen to it. Um, the more complicated the word the more syllables the word has in it, the funnier it is as well. So check it out. Slow it down half speed. It will be a treat, a delight, something you'll enjoy for generations. All right, you can come back to this episode. Episode 30, the episode where Jonathan sounded like he was hammered drunk uh, on half speed. So, uh, yeah, anyway, (laughs) do that. Do it to another podcast. I've done it to several. Uh, It's just a good break from the norm. You definitely need to do it. Well, on to some other things. Uh, my Bomba socks experiment. I bought some socks from Bombas. Their mission is to donate socks. So they make these really high-grade socks. I spent $13 on a pair of socks. Never in my life. If you know me, I don't spend money on clothes. But I do like good uh, socks. I've actually got a pair of socks on right now that I really love. But I'll just go ahead and tell you, they're not Bomba socks. Those socks are stinking awesome. Uh, they keep your feet dry if you're a sweater like me. They keep your feet dry. They're comfortable. They have a honeycomb arch support design. Uh, so it, the, the middle part is a little bit firm. Uh, if you get the ankle socks, they have a little pull tab on them so that they don't slide down. Uh, I'll definitely be buying some more uh, when I can you know, <laughs> get the extra cash. But Bomba socks, go check them out. In fact, if you buy, buy the Americana version, you can actually, um, that pair of socks They'll donate a pair of socks to, uh, uh, to homeless veterans. Um, so very cool. That's the reason I got involved with Bombas in the first place is I've been very interested in veteran health, mentally or otherwise. I've um, been listening to this podcast called This Is War. Definitely 
go check that out if you get a chance. It's really good. Some war stories uh, for more recent uh, wars. Um, I think sometimes when you think vet, at least I have, when I think vet, I'm thinking World War II, I'm thinking Vietnam, I'm thinking Korea. Um, I'm not thinking, I don't know why, but I'm not thinking uh, the war in Iraq. Uh, a vet is someone who has served and is now back and is trying to get into uh, or is, is a civilian again. And um, very, very interesting stuff. There's even a, a guy who made, uh, he was a, worked with special forces in the Philippines. I saw this on that show, Pay It Back or uh, Paying It Back or something like that. But um, it's got Mike Rowe on it. But anyway, this guy makes a thing called Combat Flags. Uh, you can check them out on Facebook. But basically, he uses the fatigues of soldiers who are now vets, and he uses them to make these flags. Um, they're really, really cool. And then 50% of his proceeds, or 50% of what he takes in, he gives to um, uh, this organization that helps soldiers um, reacclimate to society and avoid, um, I think it's every day, I want to say it's every day, I could be wrong about this stat, but every day about 20 veterans take their own life, which is an outrageous number. I think that's why this guy got involved in it before. Uh, Combat Flags is the name again. If you want to check that out, you can actually buy one of the flags, and you get a story sewn in on the back of the fatigues that came from where he served and all that stuff. I think that's where he or she served from. That's very cool. So, sorry I got off on the tangent, but check out Combat Flags. Check out Bomba Socks. Again, if you buy the Americana, they donate to a homeless veteran. Um, But, yeah, so I I got (laughs) – I did an episode, maybe three episodes back, and I talked about the KIV ad here in Alabama. Well, I'm sorry, KIV has been – Trumped, um, and he has been. She has been trumped by a gentleman from Minnesota who is running for senator or uh, for, for U.S. Senate, named Richard Painter. Now, I'm going to put the video on the Facebook page, and um, I'll mention some other ways you can follow along on the show. We made we made a Twitter, so you can do uh, Twitter as well. But if you're following the show on Facebook, I'll put the actual video there. But if you have not seen this ad, it is phenomenal. I obviously can only play the audio right now. But I want to paint the picture for you. If you haven't seen the video, he's standing in front of a dumpster, and it's on fire. But it's like a CG. It's like animated. It's not real. Um, And he's talking about the dumpster fire, and he's using that as like a metaphor for handling things in America. It's amazing. So, KIV, step aside. Your Rocky Mountain Oyster reference is literally being put to shame by Richard Painter. I'm going to turn this up and play it on my phone. This is Richard Painter's ad, dumpster fire ad, excuse me. Some people see a dumpster fire and do nothing but watch the spectacle. Some are too scared to face the danger. Or they think it will benefit them if they just let it keep on burning. Others shrug and say, Oh, all this talk of a dumpster fire, it's just fake news. There is an inferno raging in Washington. But here in the land of 10,000 lakes, we know how to put out a fire. I am Richard Painter, and I approve of this message. Oh my gosh. It tickles me beyond anything to see this guy standing in front of a dumpster fire and hit the way he talks the way his face looks it's priceless you really need to check that out richard painter 
Um, once again, if I lived in, in Minnesota, I'd vote for the guy. I would, <laughs> based on, like, first off, how did they pitch that? Did he pitch that? You know, hey, guys, I got an idea. I want to stand in front of a dumpster fire and talk about politics. And they were like, that sounds really good, man. We can make that happen. Like, no. That somewhere, who, who was the person that was out sick that day that didn't get to put the vote on, like, no, guys, this is a terrible idea. We shouldn't do this. But he wasn't in. So, um, well, not much more to talk about. Uh, did want to mention something. I'll talk about it in follow, uh, you know, some people to follow uh, here in just a little bit. I did want to do what's trending, and I, I want to kind of talk about something that happens in things that trend, but I want to mention two issues as well. So we'll jump into what's trending, and we'll get on with the rest of the show. Well, we were going to talk about it on last show, but we didn't get the opportunity to because of some things that happened. But I wanted to bring up the stuff with immigration, things going on at the borders, the separation of families, and uh, I wanted to use an illustration because more than likely you land on one particular avenue, right? You you land on uh, more of what would be now the liberal version of open borders. Um, people should be able to come over here. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, you know, release people in the general uh, population. That was the big uh, debate when uh, Trump took office. Um, Obama wanting to grant amnesty to the Dreamers, just make them citizens, but really didn't do anything to address the issue of immigration itself. It just did something with those who have already immigrated. So now we're in the situation where we've got these reports of families, of course, being taken away from each other, which was also happening during the Obama years as well. Um, and so I don't want to uplift one side or the other. It's just these are just facts. So the the whole immigration standard of like when somebody sneaks across the border, not when somebody comes to a border patrol station or a border in, point of entry, but if somebody crosses the border illegally and gets ca- uh, captured or caught, uh, they'll arrest them, and they will not stick the children in with the the parents, um, and the children are taken to a different uh, facility. All kinds of reports. I haven't gone there firsthand, so I, I don't know, obviously, but I could only imagine what all that looks like. I'm sure it is a nightmare um, of, you know, ethical and moral, you know, issues, not to mention now the political sense of, of what goes on. So, you know, um, Trump signed an executive order, which, by the way, does nothing. Um, executive orders don't mean anything unless there's legislation then behind it. So this that was like kind of like an appeal, I think, more towards the general population than it was – uh, it doing anything. If you even look, listen to, go back and listen to the audio or the video from that, Trump actually talks about motivating Congress to write in legislation, which I think Ted Cruz and a few others started coming up with some, and I haven't really heard much about that um, since then. So um, you, you've got this issue of uh, families being separated at the border until they're processed or whatever and then released back uh, on the other side of the border. Uh, or kept, you know, based on what uh, what their status is and stuff like that. Okay, so I like the example. I don't think it's a great one, but I like the example of using your own house. For people who desire um, open borders, most people could take down the argument of, do you want open borders by saying, then why do you have a, you know, why do you have a lock on your door and why do you have a door and windows to your house? There's a point of entry in your house, and then you get to decide who comes in your home because it's your home. And I think that makes a lot of sense. 
Um, but it's not just an issue of like legislation of right or wrong. It's also now you bring in the idea of there are people that are trying to flee a miserable existence uh, and come to somewhere where they've heard it's better. And that's where you have to take. And I really do think it's a split because here's the thing. Um, I do get to control who comes in and, my, in and out of my house. But I think on more of the conservative side, the conservative side of our country is more like just keep people out. I hear people say things about reform and immigration, but it, the, the rhetoric and some of the anger that comes away from the right sounds more like don't let those people in our country. They're going to ruin, ruin our country. Now, that's not the whole, and that's the Democrat side, the left side as well. That's one of the problems I have with politics is everybody pigeonholes everybody, and if you have a belief, if you put a D by your name, you're automatically an idiot. If you have an R by your name, you're automatically an idiot, um, and people can't just sit down and talk about this kind of stuff. But it does seem like... It's either people want it one way or the other. Close the borders off, and we're going to be very strict on who comes in, or uh, open the borders up and let anybody come in. I think they're both flawed. I think both of them are flawed. And if you treat it like your house, um, I'm going to let people in my house. But, again, I'm, I'm making sure that I don't put my, um, my family at jeopardy or, or at stake. But I'll be honest with you. Um, I had a, a man in my life, an older man, I had done some uh, stuff with at a local mission here in the area, and uh, at one point, uh, he was at a, a situation, I talked to my wife, I talked to my friends, and I said, look, I think, um, I think I'm going to let this guy come stay with us, I'm going to offer him the opportunity to come stay with us, and, uh, and he did, and he stayed, and uh, he lived with us for uh, only, a, only a week, because he then violated one of the rules that we had, um, and uh, I ended up having to, to move him out. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that what, what's the difference between my door being open and anybody coming in or my door being closed and nobody coming in? I think it has to do with a sense of compassion. And I really do think about the, the, the biblical idea of law and grace. Law and grace go hand in hand. They're not separate, right? It's not you get all the law or you get all grace. In fact, Grace is the fulfillment of the law. That's what Jesus came to do. He even said it this way. I didn't come to abolish the law or to do away with it. I came to fulfill it. So I think that when it comes to this stuff, we, have to, we do have to think about people. We can't just think. And I know some people on one side will think we've got to think about our own. I actually heard a very irate woman calling to one of the local radio stations here. And she was talking about how we've paid enough attention to these immigrants and spent money on these immigrants. What about our own kids? I, and she's like, I know of three kids in my, um, my daughter's preschool class that they haven't eaten dinner in three weeks. And um, what are we going to do about that? And I thought in my brain, I was like, what are we going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You know about it. It's like we're lacking so much compassion as a cultural whole that, that we're like this woman sitting here and knows of a need and is not filling it and is going to use it as a reference point to talk about how we shouldn't be taking care of immigrants. When I went to take my first mission trip to China, I had an older person come up to me and say, I don't understand why you're going. There, there are people here that need Jesus. I don't understand why you have to go to China to do that. And I'm like, we should be doing both. Like there is not, like people are at the end of all these things, not just legislation, not just money, it's people. And I think compassion is the best way to do it. Now, I do think legislation, obviously, is a good idea. And I think there can be better legislation than breaking up families, which is where all this stuff started to begin with. Um, 
But some people are saying, well, once you catch them and they're not a threat, release them into society. And uh, I don't know that that's a great idea either. Um, definitely will take some more debate. I'm not qualified to get into that at all. But um, based on what we have right now, it's definitely a broken system. And I think that's why so many people are working so hard to bring new legislation. Now, the most recent what's trending would be this uh, uh, Annapolis shooting uh, at the newspaper the other day. It was at the... Oh, I'm trying to find exactly what I need to know here. Um, Capital Gazette newspaper office. Uh, Five people were killed in the shooting. Um, Jared Ramos is the uh, shooter, suspected shooter. Um, And anyway... Like, of course, when people lose their lives, it's, it's a big deal. But the thing I wanted to bring up inside of this, in, inside what's trending, is um, this is what we do, okay? Now, what's going to happen is we're going to turn on a dime, okay? We're going to turn on a dime, news media-wise, uh, conversations, um, the radio station you listen to is going to be covered up in this, or the local news you, you watch is going to be covered up in what will now turn into more of the gun control debate. And I really don't care to talk about a good stance or a bad stance on any of those issues um, because it's, a per, it's like a personal thing. If you think it, cool. If you don't, cool. Like That doesn't change how I live um, or change probably how, how you live. <clears throat> As decent people, that stuff doesn't it doesn't matter. I don't think um, the thing that bothers me is that what I just talked about the immigration stuff. Um, it, this will all switch, and and everybody that was screaming about immigration on both sides of the aisle are now going to be fighting about gun control. And you know that is the part I think that so many people are tired of. And don't care. That's why people don't. I think a lot of people honestly don't vote because of what this will turn into when it comes to our politicians and the people trying to create legislation. Um, you'll you'll see so much news coverage on it, and I, I honestly think this is why people have such a disenchantment when it comes to politics and dealing with like what comes next, who, how to get better quality candidates. Um, any of that stuff. I think people just get tired of it because they get tired of people going nuts on each other about things that some people are convinced if you do it one way, it is the way, and the other group over here is convinced if you do it this way, it's the way, and nobody can kind of come to, like, terms. Anybody, like, it just is so frustrating to watch people who are obviously smart, who are obviously brilliant people, who obviously are very um, capable of better thoughts and better um, conversations, having these knockdown dragouts on these media shows, um, or through some column that they write on a keyboard thousands of miles away from the person they're accusing and attacking, it's it's just annoying. And we're going to do gun control issue. Uh, we're going to talk about why we should have guns or why we shouldn't have guns for the next two weeks until something else happens. And when that happens, and everybody will turn and everybody will take the R and D stance. We got R's over here, we got D's over here, and and then we're going here. We're going to line back up, form ranks, and then go back at it again. And um, I do think that is probably one of the more aggravating parts about following 
uh, politics and news is because it's it literally nothing matters longer than the next happening. As soon as that thing happens, everybody turns their attention to that. Nobody cares about what we were talking about before. It's very, very rare to see that. Um, but anywho, uh, just a thought I was having uh, the other day as I heard about the shooting, and I, of course, was, you know, it's it is super sad that you know people use violence in that manner, and um, and now you've got five people who are people's you know, kids or people's parents or people's friends, loved ones, and they're gone now. And it's a strong emotional case for gun control. Uh, and then there's also that sen- that sense of the people who are doing these things are uh, are off. There's stuff going on with them that, you know, some people knew about and some people didn't. And, um, you know, uh, does that mean that everybody shouldn't have that type of a certain type of gun or a gun at all you know it's it's just it's a convoluted debate that i don't think is is going to find neutrality um anytime soon it just doesn't sound like there's a lot of people meeting in the middle on that kind of stuff uh well we're going to get into tunage uh some people to follow and of course our big thoughts so let's get into that now All right, some tunage. So if you are, if you've listened to the show, this is probably one of my favorite segments because uh, especially on Wednesdays and Thursdays when I work my other job, I listen to music all day long. It's either music or podcasts. Um, So I listen to all kinds of stuff. I'm not the kind of person that can listen to the same thing just over and over and over again. Um, So I've got some really interesting uh, tunage for you this week. Some stuff that some of you, you may never, ever in your wildest dreams ever listen to, but I dare you to give them a shot. You never know, you might like them. Number one up on the list is Robbie McIntosh. Uh, I think I mentioned him a couple of shows back. Um, he is a country artist. And when I say country, uh, this is like old school country, like picking stuff. Think Chet Atkins. In fact, the uh, album is named Thanks Chet. And... The best thing about this album is track number five. And let me give you a little taste of that real quick just so that you can hear what he's throwing down. So hopefully you caught it. That's uh, staying alive. How awesome is that? So uh, that was a pleasant surprise. I didn't look through the album names, and I don't even know if I would have noticed that that was like the staying alive song uh, until I actually heard it being played. So Robbie McIntosh, really good. All the songs on here are really good. If you like chill music, uh, fun music that's really uh, minimal on as far as instrumentation, you'll love Robbie McIntosh. Um, Lecrae has got his new album, Let the Trap Say Amen. Um, it is really good. Um, and then you've got his, his, he, his goal was to do a collaboration, and he did it with Zaytoven. And so all the music is really, really good. But lyrically, there's, again, track number five, Holy Water is really good. It's kind of like basically explaining that, I don't have to. I don't have to do everything the way that you're doing things, and you're 
uh, in your faith to still be uh, an effective Christian. You know, and uh, the, the name of the song is called Holy Water. And it's super good. Um, so I would uh, definitely encourage you. If you like, uh, if you like rap music, um, if you don't like rap music, whatever. But just give it a try. It's a really, this is a really good album. Super good, well-produced. And Zaytoven uh, puts some beats on them. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I won't ever do that again, I promise. Uh, number three is Worship at the Well. Now, I've been following um, this pastor for quite some time. This is the reason I know about it. But then some of my friends uh, that are part of, like, full gospel um, in uh, Christian circles, they've been uh, talking about this album coming out as well, so I decided to, to get into it. And uh, there's this song, track number four, called All Things Are Possible. And it is, as far as lyrically, it's a really simple song, but it's very encouraging. Um, number two, uh, the vocalists on, on this particular one, I really enjoyed. I felt like the, um, the, the person who was leading the song, and I do not know his name, um, has a very light way of singing. Probably doesn't even look like he's, when he's singing, doesn't even look like he's trying that hard. He probably just rolls off the tongue. But it's a super good track. Um, I have not listened through the through past, let's see, track number seven. Um, but, but mind you, if you are somebody who is trying to diversify your listening, um, listen to stuff that sometimes you might not even understand. I mean, like, I know for me getting into gospel music um, was tough at first because I didn't understand kind of like like, why would they do that in this song? Because that's not the normal type of music I'd listen to. But one of the things that I have appreciated through and through about full gospel music is the intricacy of musicianship and the complexity of the vocalist. It's unreal, some of the things these people can do. And so I absolutely have enjoyed that album as well. As much as I've listened to it, I'm going to continue to listen to it through the rest of the week. So that's some tunage. I'll post that playlist um, on Facebook uh, in the next couple of days so you can see those artists uh, as well. Uh, some folks to follow real quick um, before we get into our big thought. Um, I actually ordered um, a um, shirt from Bags43 on Instagram. It's like a, a Japanese party mask shirt. It's really cool. Um, go check out Bags43. He has some amazing art on there, and then he sells patches and shirts and all kinds of stuff on his store, but if you just want to follow him on Instagram, he's a great artist, really cool stuff. Um, another artist that you should check out is, uh, not design-wise, but musician-wise, is Brothers.Page, P-A-G-E. Now, these guys, it's a brother who plays acoustic guitar, and the other brother, they both sing, but they do these mashups of certain songs by certain artists, and it is phenomenal. It's so good. Uh, I was letting Jennifer listen to some of it the other day, and they're very balanced voice-wise, um, but they release it. They release a video maybe like every other day or every three days, something like that, but there's, there's content coming, and they've got um, some really good mashups, very clever, very creative. Uh, definitely need to check that out. Um, I got my Father's Day gift from an artist. Jennifer did something really solid and bought from a, a, an artist she follows on Instagram, and she brought, bought me this, um, this poster. Uh, it says, this family, um, for, the, for the glory of God, or I can't remember exactly how it's phrased. I'm obviously was so struck by it. No, it's a really cool gift. It's hand-lettered. It's, it's amazing. It's white and black. It's very simple, very sleek. Uh, but her name is Janessa Waite, 
And you can follow her on Instagram as well, and she has her own shop. She has tons of hand lettering stuff. So if you're a lady, now guys, you may like hand lettering stuff too, but I'm going to focus this one more towards ladies. If you like hand lettering stuff, uh, faith-based hand lettering stuff, go check her out. Really, really cool stuff on there. Um, and, okay, so this is a really weird one. But so I'm up, you know, in in the middle of the night, say like, you know, the last couple of times has been around like 345, and I just can't go back to sleep. So I'll get on my phone. I'll read some or, you know, whatever. But sometimes I'll get on Facebook, and I'll just, like, be scrolling around on Facebook. And I found this terrible yet amazing page called Dr. Pop. And it's literally this person in Atlanta that pops zits and lances little boils and cleans blackheads out. And I can't, I can't get my head around it. It's disgusting, but I can't stop watching it. It's just the weirdest thing. So if you're one of those people that likes to see stuff pulled out of people's bodies, this is for you, Dr. Pop. Go check out that page. It's it's disgusting. It's nasty. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's actually pretty cool. Also, I wanted to let you know uh, about Wotown. Uh, speaking as far as people you could follow, people you could follow along with, we just released two new shirts, two cross shirts and they're really cool. You should check them out at Wotown.store. But if you want to follow Wotown, you can do it on Instagram and on our Facebook page, Wotown Creative. Uh, definitely check that out and support us, share stuff. It will be great. would love uh, for the brand to get out there a lot more. Uh, we'll be doing some more stuff with that here in the future. Well, uh, that's it for who to follow and tunage. Now, we're going to jump into our big thought, and then we'll close up shop. All right, well, today's big thought is pretty simple. Can your view or your belief be challenged? Now, I kind of see this more so now that I'm a parent. Um, There's certain things that I do and do not want my kids to be exposed to. Because I guess in my brain, I think if they're exposed to this, or if they're not exposed to these things, then they're, you know, they're they're at risk, you know, their, their, their formation and how they'll turn out um, it could be compromised. And I think to some degree all of us sort of have that as like a safety protocol, that if I'm around the ideas that are different than mine, I could possibly be swayed to those ideas and therefore lose what I think is best for me or even, again, what my formation and what eventually... Uh, puts my life at at risk. The not necessarily in a physical way. You understand what I mean. Uh, in my life, as in what it is to me, its meaning, its purpose, things like that. So whether it's faith or politics or um, a particular view you have at work or in your family, uh, it does seem to be the case that most people do not, uh, under most circumstances, do not like their view uh, being challenged. Most people will rut themselves in and dig their heels in on a specific view and are, are honestly do not even want to hear an opposing view. And I think, I think that's dangerous. Um, here's why I believe that. Some of the things, and not all of them, this is not a 100%, I'm just saying it as a thought. Some of the things that I've believed over my life when they were challenged and I allowed those challenges 
um, to make me ask certain questions like, why do I believe that? Do I have enough reason to believe those things? Is this a good enough position considering all the facts and information? Usually every time that's happened to me, that's allowed me to come out on the other end with a better belief or a better view. I would, in a lot of ways, I'd say a more whole view, um, a more full view or belief. Even when it comes to my own faith, uh, certain areas of my life have been challenged, and I've come away with a stronger belief, not, not just like, I'm going to believe this no matter what, but I've been like, oh, okay, like, this is why I believe this to be true, and this is why I think this is right. Um, while also, to be honest with you, and the reason I think I brought this up to begin with is because of all the rhetoric and all the arguing that I hear uh, on issues that honestly some don't even make a difference, some are really important, and we spend more time fighting than actually coming up with solutions, I think the, the thing that has crawled across my brain more times than not is if we could at least get better at hearing other views and not getting angry. So I think we attach people's value to their belief system. So for a lot of Christians, if you're Muslim, you have, you, you have less value. Um, if you're a Republican and, you're ha- and you see somebody that's a Democrat, you give them less value or, or vice versa. Um, if someone is Baptist and you are charismatic or you are Methodist and they are Church of Christ, we tend to lessen people's value when they don't agree with our set of beliefs. And um, I think maybe I've done this my whole life and never really realized it. I never really realized how quick it can happen, where you can devalue someone simply because they believe something different than you. Um, And again, I think that comes back down to uh, the question I asked at the beginning. Um, If when your values are challenged, what is your immediate protocol? You know, are you defensive? Do you feel like you have to defend that issue? Because if you don't, something will, will be wrong or you'll, you know, you'll suffer some consequences. Are you scared or um, you know, do you hold in your heart that certain people who hold different views are less than you? Um, I just think it's a dangerous place to be in uh, when we can't differentiate between a person, who they are, and the things they believe. And when we're literally made angry by someone voicing what their view is, I think we may have lost um, what being especially in faith, you know, with Christianity, especially in faith, what God has done for us, I think you lose sight of that. Um, You would have to. The cross speaks volumes to our value to God, because if he would give his son for us, then we all have this intrinsic uh, value. And believing something or not believing something does not rob you of that value. And so looking at people beyond what they believe and, and valuing them because they're inherently valuable, um, and they deserve to be treated with dignity and respect regardless of what their view is. I think the world would be a lot better place if that was something that we could adopt. Well, that is it for me. This has been fun. I've got a lot of stuff. I've been uh, a little bit behind on a lot of different things creatively just because, and I don't say behind, they're right where they need to be because I've added a new human to our family, and so 
My goal is to have a few guests with us over the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that and, of course, all the other crazy content we got going on. Uh, I really do want to introduce a new segment called Stories, where I just tell wackadoodle stories uh, that uh, I've had. Uh, I want to tell some stories about, particularly wanted to talk about some of the mission trips I've been on or some of the things I've experienced um, you know, as a kid, as talking with some people. Just funny stories that have, have come into play here recently that I thought are worth sharing. So we'll integrate those here soon. Uh, but if you want to keep up with the show, you can always do that by following us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and check out the It's John Fox Show page. You can like that, follow that. All the information will come straight to you. You can also now follow us on Twitter. So definitely check us out there, It's John Fox Show. And if you ever have any comments, suggestions, you want to ask us a question, dissect some culture, talk about uh, some type of movie or anything like that, which next show we're going to talk about a couple of movies that I've watched here recently. But if you got anything like that, or hey, you got even like some concerns, you're like, I'm deeply concerned for you, Jonathan. Um, you can send all that to itsjohnfox at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, as always, I would ask you to check out the podcast, subscribe, leave us a review that helps us get the word out. So definitely do that. And uh, as always, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. My name is Jonathan Fox. We'll see you back here next time.